Hi, I'm Monica Woodhams, and this is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I'm an influencer consultant and success coach, and I'm interviewing entrepreneurs, influencers, and industry experts who are making an impact and influencing the world so that we can start to live a life that we are so totally obsessed with. Hey y'all, I am here with Haley Burkhead. She is the founder of the Profit Planner Lounge and the host of the Profit Planner Podcast. She helps craft profit plans for our businesses that break down into day-to-day tasks so that your revenue goals become inevitable. Hi Haley, thank you so much for joining today. Monica, thank you so much for letting me come on. I'm so glad of that course. I'm here. I'm so excited for what we have in store today because we are talking all things yes. profitability, productivity, anything that keeps really keeps your business afloat because, you know, as entrepreneurs and especially creatives, it can be really easy to always be like in that vision mode, that big picture vision mode, and I love how yeah you break things down so that the vision can actually become a reality. Yes. Yeah. So how did you realize that that was your thing? That was your area of focus, your niche is really creating those systems, that methodology to make businesses profitable. Yes. Okay. So long story, (laughs) but I'm going to shorten it a lot. So this, I think this started, I've been an entrepreneur since 2011, 2012, and I shifted from fashion blogging to web design maybe about three, four years ago. When I made that switch, my husband was a football coach. So he was always gone, right? I mean, never home. And so I was working this online business. I was literally alone and I'm an extrovert. I don't know about you, Monica. Are you an extrovert? Okay. I'm like a half and half. If it has anything to do with business blogging, like I am out there talking, but if it's like anything else, I'm like, "Ah, I'm good. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I get my energy from people. Like I feel like death if I'm not around people. So I was getting so depressed. Like my anxiety was terrible. It was just not a good situation at all. And so I had that happen. My revenue was just, I felt like I was working. I mean, I was working 16 hour days. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. And I didn't feel like my business was moving forward. And the reason why is because I was not working on the right things, uh, but we'll get to that in a second. So uh, I actually tried to team up with this agency, this local advertising agency, uh, with this big client I had. They're like a multi-million dollar client. Um, locally, and I couldn't do the project by myself. So I tried to team up with them. Within five minutes, I got a job offer to be the head of a new department and create it within their agency. I prayed and I took it. I was just like, I just felt like this was right. It would get me into an office with people. And I craved that. I craved that so much. And I thought, you know, I can't be an entrepreneur if I'm this miserable. And that's what I thought. I just felt so down. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to run my blog, make, you know, maybe a thousand, two thousand bucks a month. That's it. And work at this job. Right. Okay. I got, I was, I wasn't miserable. I was so happy being around people, but I was at this place where I needed my business. I'm just, I'm an entrepreneur. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur. I just was an extrovert, (laughs) an entrepreneur that needed people. And so with this balance, I knew, okay, I need to, I need to run a business. I can't do this. So I actually, uh, 
created all these systems, streamlined my income, created automated funnels to where I had 3x my income in like a very, very short time just by taking this job because I had to because my time was Mm -hmm. so limited. And that's how I really learned all of these things. Well, this was when I started the Market Beautifully podcast, which is transitioning to the Profit Planner podcast. And, you know, the Market Beautifully, it was all about marketing authentically, creating sales on autopilot, all this awesome stuff. Well, I'm sitting here thinking I'm known for this, you know? (laughs) Like People think of me as the marketing person. I help them with marketing. And I ran a marketing agency. Like, that was me. But then what people saw behind the scenes on Instagram stories where I have tons of people that follow me over there, well, they didn't, they saw me as the person that streamlined, that was productive, that, you know, knew how to not waste time, that was efficient. And that's what they wanted to learn. So when I started putting out content like the SOA method, the 90 day profit system, like all these different systems and methods I used within my, and I, I even have like a copy and paste my entire project management for like $27. Like all this stuff, that is where I made the money because that's where I was able to serve people best. And it took me a bit to learn that. But now that I'm there, that's where I transition into the efficiency, systems, streamlining, productivity. I love that. And I think it's important to really touch on how it was kind of a windy way to get there because I think a lot of people think, okay, so you start this business with what you intended to be, and then that's what it's going to be. And if you can give yourself the permission to allow that windy road, you're going to find what you really, what really fulfills you instead of getting burnt out. Because I kind of resonate with what you were saying is in a slightly different way, but I started to get burnt out in my business because I was working like 16 hour days. And you know, and it was because right. I just wasn't using my time the way that I should. And I know mm-hmm. I still have room to grow in that area as well, even now. Um, but yeah, For sure. I loved my business so much that I wouldn't realize that it was midnight and I was still working on something. But that's not sustainable. <laughs> like you can love something no. and want to work on it all the time, but it's just not sustainable in the long run to do that. Well, Monica, it's so hard because we're both so passionate about what we do. I mean, we get to serve women. How cool is that? So it's like, of course, we want to work every hour of every day because we're helping other people. We're serving them. We're empowering them. It's such a cool feeling. And for me, it it used to consume me to where it was unhealthy because I didn't balance self-care. And oh, girl, that's hard. That's totally. just tough. Okay. So let's talk about the SOA method first, because this is something that you created uh-huh. yourself. And I think that's so cool that you have this, that you can give to your clients and it can really transform their business. Oh yeah. It's, it's so awesome. It's so great. So what I found was that, um, like, you know, Monica, you're, let's take Monica, for instance, imagine her in her bed working (laughs) till midnight, wanting to rip her hair out because some technology isn't working. And you know, the main thing, the reason why you're having to work till midnight is because you don't know how to prioritize your task. It's hard. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many things in business. Well, how do you know which task is actually a high priority. And I was struggling with this too. And so what I had to realize is, okay, what I need to do is I need to find every task in my business that actually makes me money or contributes to making me money and building a community that also is a high priority so that it moves my business forward and I can scale quicker, right? Mm -hmm. That way, if it doesn't fit any of that, it's a filter. So that's the, that's the big thing is it's a filter to where you don't add tasks that aren't actually making you money or moving your business forward. Mm -hmm. So this is the SOA method and this has been such a game changer. So 
You just have to ask yourself four questions. That is literally <laughs> it. It is so easy. But these four questions, ugh, they're just like magic fairies that just kind of thump your head and then you just – everything clicks. It's yeah. great. It's great. So here we go. So the first question is, what do I sell? I know, simple question, but I really want you to break it down. So for me, like what do I sell? I sell the Profit Planner Lounge. I sell – and instead of just saying coaching, no, I sell quarterly coaching packages, monthly coaching packages, and one-time strategy sessions right? Mm -hmm. So get really specific with that. And then what do I sell? Okay, I have an academy. And then I'm going to list out every single program I sell within my academy. So what do you sell? Get super specific and make sure that, you know, you you really have a good grip on exactly every single thing that brings in an income in your business, all those different income streams, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, second is what what are you doing to build a community? Like what are your community builders? So for me, don't just say Instagram because Instagram is definitely where my community is at. But don't just say Instagram. Say Instagram stories, Instagram live, or Instagram post, or like all three would, would want. Because for me, I really don't build a community through Instagram posts. So I'm not going to put it there. I honestly don't like posting on Instagram. <laughs> I am an Instagram story person. Yeah. And that's where I hang out. I love my community over there on Instagram stories. We have a blast. We have so much fun. It's like a party every day. So then I'm going to put that there. And then I'll say Facebook Live and Instagram Live. Those are my three main community builders. So get again, get super specific. Don't get generic because whenever you get past the answers and what we're going to do next, it's going to be really helpful if you're detailed and specific. So the third question is, uh, what are your traffic drivers? So this is a big one. What are your traffic drivers? And figure out, and this is going to be a long list. I know it <laughs> won't be, um, but really really, uh, let's say, uh, Pinterest, Pinterest is a big traffic driver, obviously, um, Facebook groups, Pinterest, Insta stories. And my list is so long. I'm actually trying to pull it up right now. That way you can see exactly or not see, but hear exactly what is on my list. Maybe that'll help and give yeah. some inspiration. Let's see traffic drivers. Okay. So here's my list. Instagram live, Facebook live, Insta stories, Instagram post, Facebook group, Pinterest, YouTube channel, email list, Facebook, Instagram ads, promoted pins, and Google AdWords. I know that is so much, but those are all my traffic drivers. And if you're like, let's say you're in your first year or second year of business, you know, this is like my seventh. So of course I have tons of traffic mm -hmm. drivers because I have my team that focuses on this. <laughs> but if you don't, you do not have to have a big list. You could literally have four traffic drivers or three or even two and pour all your energy into that traffic driver and really make sure you master it before having a big list of traffic drivers. That's a side no, but I just want to mention that. <laughs> okay, now the fourth question is what content are you going to be putting out? So you can choose audio, written, or video, or a combination. So for me, I have my podcast. I actually have the Profit Planner podcast, and then I co-host the Radiant CEO podcast that's like connected to the Radiant CEO movement online. And then I have the Profit Planner blog, and I have Profit Planner TV. So those are the three things that I have. So I do all three, but the way that I do all three is I have a VA who's mm -hmm. just awesome at what she does. So she keeps me sane. But then I also use a transcription service and then uh, to for the blog. And then I also, uh, let's see, I my podcast, my some of my podcast episodes are actually taken from my Facebook live recordings inside my Facebook group. So it doesn't take up too much extra of my time, right? Mm -hmm. Am I 
TV channel on YouTube, it's literally just repurposed content from my podcast right now. Um, it's nothing major at all. I want to be on YouTube because a search engine is great, but I also don't want it to take up a lot of time. So those are the answers to those four questions. I hope that helped seeing what my answers were behind the scenes because mm-hmm. um, that definitely helps. So now you have a magical list of all all your high priority tasks. And this is great because, you know, this is a super simple exercise. Yeah. Yeah. You're just answering these four questions, but the answers are where the magic happens because now you literally have an entire list of a custom list to your business of tasks that are super high priority. This is what you need to be pouring all of your energy into. So the SOA method, this is where the SOA comes in. So S stands for systemize, O stands for outsource, and A stands for automation. So S, systemize. I want you to put an S, the letter S, by every single answer that requires a better system. So if you already have a great system in there, that's totally fine. Um, I would still put an S and then you can either evaluate the system or create a system. Mm -hmm. Now an O, do you need to outsource anything? And that could literally be going on onlinejobs.ph and hiring a VA for like $5 now. Like who knows, whatever, wherever you're at. Um, You know, I have an OPM, a VA, she's great. And so I make sure to put everything that needs to be outsourced and O by that. And then A is automate. Can there be anything that is automated at all? Um, If so, put an A there. So you're going to go through all your answers, assign an S, an O, an A. And, you know, a lot of them, you may not have an O. Like some of these I have to do. So Mm -hmm. I don't have an O by all of them. Or I don't have an S. I have an S by mainly all of them, but um, not by all of them, you know. But by doing this, then you can create three columns. So you'll have your S column, your O column, and your A column. And you'll go through and put the list of every single one of those answers that had an S by it. And you can evaluate them one by one by one. Say, okay, I need a better system for, let's say, my quarterly coaching package. Let Then I'm going to say, okay, let me go through my entire customer process system for my quarterly coaching package. Can I automate contract invoices through Dubsado? Great. Let me go ahead and set that up mm-hmm. or outsource that to be set up. You see yeah. how that kind of works? So you're really becoming more of a CEO. I feel like there's two kinds of <laughs> entrepreneurs, ones that like work in the weeds all the time and then ones that stay in the clouds all the time. Yes. And this kind of is a middle ground to that. You know, you're in the clouds, you're the visionary, you're doing great, but then you're also in the weeds because you know what actually has to happen every day Mm -hmm. in your business to actually move you forward and make you money. So that is the SOA system in a nutshell. I love it. And you know what I really love about this is I love a good brain dump where you just put everything that's in your head and you put it on a piece of paper because when you do that, I really believe life gets less overwhelming because you're like your mind is so good at thinking like oh there's all these thoughts that I need to keep track of overwhelm. But if you put it on paper and you actually look at it and you're like wow, I got this. Like <laughs> and especially if you add the SOA to that, then it just makes it even more clear just how you know like you don't have to be like in your head all the time stressing out like it really can be systemized and automated and even like outsourced Mm -hmm. um but so i know people are probably wondering when is the right time to outsource because or even like hire someone on your team because i know that 
for my clients at least, that's kind of an intimidating part of transitioning from, you know, being kind of in side hustle hobby mode to business. And then all of a sudden, there's so much more on their plate now because it's real and (laughs) um, deciding outsourcing and hiring and all that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the first thing that I definitely recommend is if you hear just the greatness of VA hood, (laughs) just don't don't worry about it, okay? Because first of all, I really want you to look at your bank account and your money and use it in the wisest way possible. And it may make you feel cool to say, oh, yeah, I have a VA, you know? But, but don't get caught in that little – in that mindset because let's say you had a tool that cost $20 a month that automated – you're, okay, for instance, I think this is a good one. So let's say that you are a coach, okay? And instead of hiring a VA to go to do inbox management for you and a touch base with all your clients, you only spent $25 on Dubsado a month instead of $150 on a VA a month mm-hmm. to actually automate your entire client system and then you're still a touch point. So Dubsado is going to automate your uh, contracts. They're going to automate your invoices. They're going to automate your uh, payment schedules. They're going to automate literally everything on the back end that a VA would, but you're just using a system and tool to do that. So you're only paying 25 and you know, I don't know why it's easy for us to, and maybe not easy. I Maybe some entrepreneurs aren't like this, but it's more tempting to hire a VA than just get a tool because mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, it's another monthly fee. Yep. But that monthly fee is cheaper if you look at this like a, at a logical black and white situation. A tool is a lot cheaper than a VA for the mm-hmm. most part. So it's something to keep in mind. So and, you know, look at everything that you just answered on the list using the SOA method. Instead of outsourcing, how can you automate? How can you systemize with tools? And once you really master that and you've scaled your income to where you really feel like you need a VA to keep you sane or even before that point, that's when you need to hire a VA. Yeah, I love that. And again, I also like how you mentioned hiring the VA before it's like too late kind of thing because I definitely experienced that where it was like it was in the back of my head. So kind of to backtrack. So I had a VA for a little bit and because I had a big launch that I needed help with. And then I just, you know, checked in with myself. Do I still need this for ongoing work? And the answer was no. And so then in the back of my head though, for my next launch, I was like, okay, I know I should probably hire a VA, but it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And then all of a sudden it was like one day and it was just like, oh my gosh. And So like to to kind of like check in with yourself and being like, okay, how can I be proactive rather than reactive when it comes to outsourcing? I think that's really important too. Oh, yes, for sure. So how often do you recommend checking in with this SOA method? Is it quarterly, twice a year? Yeah. Okay. So what I actually do is this. So I I take it even one step further. Um, I create recurring routines around these answers as well. And this is going to take time because you really have to break down each step within each answer. So like, let's say, let's take my Facebook group, for instance. So my Facebook group, I have to, if I haven't set one up yet, I have to include that as a task and put that, you know, into my recurring routine. But what am I doing every month? that requires like Facebook group management. Well, I need to check in on my Facebook group. I need to make sure my community manager is responding to things. I need to 
um, schedule out graphics. I need to create new graphics if I need to. I need to schedule out my lives, right? So these are five monthly things that I'm doing for my Facebook group. So now I'm going to create a recurring routine and I use Asana. I'm obsessed with Asana. If you don't know what that is, it's a free online project management tool. I mean, I'm just, I'm just obsessed. <laughs> it's like my, my online business friend. It's great. It's my whole project management system. So I use Asana, but you'll create a recurring monthly task in Asana that says Facebook group management. And then it'll say all those different tasks, mm-hmm. right? So then you can even, even go in your Google calendar and block off a, like a chunk of time for that day. So like, let's say on the 2nd of April, you're going to do your Facebook group management or whatever. Well, then in April on the 2nd on your Google calendar, you'll have, okay, from 8.30 to 9 a.m., I'm going to complete this Asana task. Mm. So that's how I really make sure that I'm actually doing this. So I break it down into uh, monthly recurring tasks, weekly, bi-monthly, and quarterly. Those are my four recurring routine categories. Once I break that down, then I put all of those categorized checklists in Asana and then pair it up with Google Calendar. That way I've time blocked it, I've checklisted it, and it is recurring. So I don't have to recreate those checklists. By recurring, I mean that it automatically duplicates itself. (laughs) Yes, it's magic. (laughs) So every time like check, like let's say on April 2nd, you check it off because you've completed it by nine, like mm-hmm. a boss, then it'll automatically duplicate itself to May 2nd or yeah. whatever that next day is. Amazing. I love that. Okay. Yeah. But here's the thing. So what about the creative entrepreneur who's like, I just want to be like free and like do work when I feel inspired. <laughs> what would you tell them if they want to be profitable yeah. and they're not being profitable right now? Okay, so that might be the reason why you're not profitable right now because it's a little tough love, but I totally understand because for me, I'm honestly more productive when I am inspired. So just because, and I want to mention, this is just a skeleton. So this is not set in stone, first of all. I don't want you to feel like this is chains on your arms. It's not. It's something to help you make money. It's something to help you make sure that you're not wasting your time. Because if you have kids, you don't want to sit there and work on your business for four hours and get maybe half the stuff done that you could have. And half of it might not even have made you money. It was just something that you felt inspired to do. It's easy to do that when you have squirrel brain and shiny object syndrome and you don't have a plan to filter it through. So it's crucial. Honestly, I think it's it's crucial and foundation work for any business that wants to grow. If you do not treat your business like a CEO would, um, this is what something I mentioned in my program. So there's a difference between being a hobby business and being a profitable business or an actual business. So if you're a hobby business, you don't have a plan. If you're a real business, you have a plan. Those are the difference, honestly. And that's what I think because if you have a plan, you have a plan for profit. If you're a hobby business, like I felt like I used to be because I was doing it for fun. I was making over a thousand. You know, I hit that. You know, people say, if you don't make over a thousand, you're not a real business. I mean, I would have considered my hobby my business a hobby, even though I was only making like less than 2000 a mm-hmm. month, but it was because I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a goal. I didn't have a vision. If you want to be a real business owner that has a plan for your business, it's not even about the money. It's about the vision. How can your business empower people? How can your business be profitable? Yeah. Then you have yeah, to plan. And I think that I've seen people say, well, I'll create that plan when I'm one year in, when I really see what happens. And I'm like, no, like you want to get in the habit of that now. And to even 
even subconsciously train your mind to be like, this is my business. And I do take it seriously. I am committed to it because in those early stages, there's going to be ups and downs. And if you want to see it past that first year, you have to be fully committed now, not later. Yes. So, so true. And again, it's like one of those things where it's like, when this happens, then I'll do this. But I think Mm -hmm. this system that you're talking about, I think like if someone is listening and it's literally like their second day in business where they literally just bought the domain name, I think you still do this. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, because like even if let's say you you go to the first question and it says, what do I sell? And you're like, nothing. But you can think, what do I want to sell? What can I create? What is that going to even look like in six months? How many streams of income do I want? We'll start with one first. So like let's say you want to go in the service-based business and you want to be a web designer, but you don't offer web design yet. Okay, we'll say, I want to sell web design packages. Okay, what does that look like? Break it down. How much are those going to be? What does that include? What is what is my contract going to look like? How is my booking system going to look like? Okay, how can I systemize and automate that? Do that from the very beginning. You will save so much valuable, valuable yeah, time. I love that. Okay, so we talked a little bit about tools. You mentioned you love Asana. Dipsado is a game changer too, especially with client management. Mm -hmm. But when do productivity tools actually become a distraction or a form of procrastination rather than tools to keep you efficient? Yes. So I think that there has to be a purpose for the tool, obviously. And if you feel like it's wasting your time, then just stop. It's more of an intuition Mm -hmm. thing, I think, because it's so personal for every business. I can't just say, well, this tool is a waste (laughs) of time, but this one isn't because, you know, sometimes, but I feel like everyone does need a project management tool everyone that that is online i yeah i know i love paper and pens too but <laughs> there's so many advantages to an online project management system because you're able to have like those recurring tasks that i was talking about the fact that they automatically duplicate themselves i mean you can't do that in a calendar right. than a paper calendar um, i wish you could cuz it'd be a lot prettier i i get it but you know it, anyway stuff like that is important but whenever it comes to a tool maybe like toggle t o g GL. That's a time mm. tracker. Maybe it doesn't work for you. Like try it out for a week and see if you need to track your time. Maybe it's distracting. Maybe it is. Maybe you don't need that. But it's totally different for everyone. You know, I, that's that's a hard question. But yeah, does that I think answer? So. And I think again, like it's checking in with yourself. Like, is this actually helping me or is it not? Because being in like the right. Facebook group space, you know, you always see like the next big productivity tool you everyone needs to get on this asap <laughs> and the truth mm, is yeah. that okay so it's like oh maybe i'm supposed to be on this maybe that's the secret sauce and then you spend like 5 hours in your week trying to even learn how to set it up and then you set it up but then you don't even know how to use it you know like it can be really <laughs> oh time gosh. consuming to think that you need to replace something that you already have and when that could, That's true. When you just don't need that because there's so many different, you know, project management tools out there. I could name like five off the top of my head, but it doesn't mean that one's better than the other. So the second one person says, this is the one you need to be on, if you're already using one that works, then 
I think don't distract yourself. Yeah, I think that as long as you have a project management system that's actually working for you, and then two, you have a good calendar that has good integrations with it, then you're good. And, you know, most people in my community use Asana and Google Calendar, and that's Mm -hmm. all you need, like need. Now, you might want more, and that's okay. It, It depends on what you want, but oh yeah, do not jump on a new productivity, especially productivity. That's so, that's so, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you waste your time on a productivity tool. Yeah. Don't do that. Oh my yeah, gosh. So no. funny because it's like really quickly, there can be that line where something goes from productivity to the complete yes. opposite. Yeah, to like, I'm just avoiding yeah, actually exactly. working right now. Exactly. And I mean, I'm guilty of it. I love trying out new systems. I've always been like an early adopter to technology. So I love trying the next new thing, but I do have to like be like, Mm -hmm. okay, is this something that I actually need right now? Or am I just killing like two hours out of my day out of curiosity? Right, right, right. So where do you see, speaking (laughs) of killing time, where do you see most entrepreneurs quote unquote, waste time in their day? Yeah, I think the big thing, the big productivity killer is one question. It's what do I do next? Mm, I Yes. Oh my gosh. It's the, it's the death of productivity. That, it is so toxic to your business and people do not realize it. So if I'm sitting there and let's say I'm working on a webinar and I've created the slides and I'm like, well, what do I do next? I guess that I need to create my registration page. Even just that thought alone. Yeah, I do need to create a registration page and I am, you know, working on two good tasks. But should I be doing that at that time? Do I have an overall plan to, okay, how is this going to correlate to my overall revenue goal this month? Like you need to know those things, right? And you need to make sure that you have an entire plan mapped out to your day. And that's what I, that's what I love. And I call this the profit plan. And, you know, I teach this in the 90 day profit system inside the membership site. But the big thing with the profit plan is that you take your revenue goal, and then you're building projects and tasks and checklists in a specific like diff- like phased way to create this overall calendar that literally maps out your entire revenue goal to what each day looks like mm-hmm. and that's what you need that's what you need you don't you don't need to waste your time with that question what do i do next i've had people that have gone from spending 8 to 9 hours a day to only 2 hours a day in their business because they implemented a profit plan which is so crazy yeah. because you're wasting so much time and you don't even realize it on that question because that what do I do next question, that might lead to going to the kitchen and getting veggie straws and then you're totally off task or cookie dough. Oh my gosh, oh my I gosh, love that sounds dough. so good right now. <laughs> yes, okay, is Monica, I found for cookie dough. No, it's definitely it's never too early for cookie dough. I I got this like really awesome self-serve recipe for how to create like one serving of cookie dough. Stop it. Can you send it, that to me? I will. It's honestly it's really bad because I have it almost every day, but I will definitely send it to you. We'll send each other pictures of our cookie dough. Yes, I kid you not. I had a dream the other night about cookie dough and then the next day I opened the fridge. I was at a friend's house. And I opened the fridge and I thought I saw cookie dough, like, like kind of like balls on a tray. And then I looked again more closely and I'm like, oh my gosh, those are potatoes. Like, Monica, <laughs> this is why we're friends. <laughs> and then I said, I said that y'all, that I thought those were, oh, this was in LA. Oh my gosh, I couldn't even remember. And I was like, y'all, that looked like cookie dough. And everyone just gave me the craziest look ever. <laughs> 
Especially in LA, because I feel like you don't eat cookie dough in LA. No, no. Unless it's like <laughs> vegan, gluten, organic. everything, yeah, organic, yeah. everything free. <laughs> yeah, all my friends are super into that in LA. And I'm like, girl, I need my steak and fried rice, please. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we yeah. ate at so many um, like super healthy – and I, I love a good like healthy meal. Trust me, it but makes you feel good. It at does, end. but when you go like three days in a row without any meat, and you're not used to that, you feel yes. it. You feel it sure. <laughs> yes, I was speaking at a conference in LA like last year, and that was a big thing for me. I was like, "Do you even have meat in this place? <laughs> I need meat." I, I was going to those like Thai food places and getting the beef fried rice thing because I needed meat oh my so bad. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm from the south. Towards the end of it, I was just like, someone just like, I don't care where we go. I just need a piece of protein. (laughs) Yes. But you know, I I really do admire that lifestyle. I really do because they're so health conscious and I need to be like that. Mm -hmm. I just, that's so foreign to me. So yeah. And I mean, and I, again, like I love going to Cafe Gratitude. We actually have a Cafe Gratitude in Kansas City, which is, which is crazy because it's the only one outside of. California and it's in Kansas City. It's weird. Lucky you. I know. But again, like it just can't be my everyday. Right. So, but anyway. Yeah, totally. So, cookie dough, need that <laughs> recipe. <laughs> For sure. I'll write that down actually right now. Amazing. So, I'll send it to you. <laughs> um, okay. So, another one of my questions that I really wanted to ask you because you, again, you talk about the vision and how women can really create a hugely profitable business. But Mm -hmm. what would you say for the woman who's overwhelmed or scared to set bigger goals for herself? Oh, okay. That's all about mindset. And it's so tough, girl. I get it. Like I really do. You know, I'm Again, like I said, I'm raised in the South. And so here, you know, we are, there's terrible money mindset here. You know, Mm -hmm. when I first started my business, I was actually, or my freelance business, I was told that I was stealing money from people because I should be offering everything for free. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, here in the South, if you ask, like, let's say someone says, hey, can you take care of my dog for me? You don't think, oh yeah, that'll be 10 bucks for the afternoon or something. You think, well, of course we're friends. I'll do it for free. That's just, that's the Southern Mm -hmm. way. When if you're in a business... You can't do that. You can't have a profitable business off of being nice. Yeah. And not that okay, and also, you know, being being nice, you're not being mean by taking other people's money. That's another mindset. You're actually serving them because they're more in tune to not only your brand, but they're more invested. Yeah. So that's kind of a side note. But you need to think big and this is what I that's just what I do. So my big thing was I envisioned my ideal life. Like what would my ideal life look like? And I put even a revenue goal to it. Um, and this, this was kind of interesting. I was actually texting my friend about my ideal life and I had the house I wanted to buy. Like I literally picked out the house and put the revenue, like the, um, the down payment I needed to make on the house. I had exactly what I wanted my kitchen to look like. And I put all of the price to what I had to do to remodel the kitchen. I had the anthropology furniture oh all gosh. up in my office. Yes. It's gorgeous. And I had this price tag at the end of it is, okay, if I want this to happen, and not that 
also side note, not that my ideal life involves stuff. This is just an exercise to, you know, really exercise your mindset. I'm not all about materialistic things, but this is just an exercise Mm -hmm. that I had to do personally to really get myself out of that terrible mindset I was in that I didn't deserve these things. Mm -hmm. And that it was bad of me. Like I was a bad person because I spent money on myself. And so I had a price tag at the end and I thought, okay, this price tag is what's going to drive me. And so just having that price in front of you to think, okay, I deserve that amount of money, yeah. you know, like I deserve, like, let's say, and I, I don't think this, my price tag was actually under this, but like, let's say it's even just a hundred thousand dollars. You look at that price tag and you think, do I deserve that? Yes, I do deserve that. I deserve a hundred thousand dollars. I deserve more than a hundred thousand dollars. And I think that's what it all stems down to is, do you deserve that money? And do you, even if you had it, do you deserve to spend it on yourself? Yeah. Yes, you do. You do. Yeah, absolutely. So where do you suggest starting? How do you work with your clients in that sense of like finding that self-worth and like what they deserve? So I typically don't work with clients on this. It's kind of more like a integrated part. Like we do talk about it if they need to. We really just map out an action plan for them and get their system set up on the call. But this is where I would start is you're saying to develop self-worth, right? Okay. Mantras, big on mantras. And this is something I had to even, um, even tell myself. So a big one is, let's say like I, I am a six figure business owner or something Mm -hmm. like, let's say you want to be a six figure business owner and that would be your self-worth or even like, let's say for the longest time I struggled with really bad skin and I don't even know why, you know, just women stuff. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Hormones. You just, Tell yeah. them. So I struggle with bad skin. I struggle with going live on video. So I my profit at the end of my month was not great because I wasn't utilizing live video, mm-hmm. right? So I had to literally go in front of the front of the mirror and say, I am beautiful. I am beautiful. And you know, society tells you you're not. So even that helps out with your self-worth. Or, you know, I deserve to spoil myself. Yeah. Or, you know, just say a mantra that and every morning, like right on your mirror, but look at it every single day and help it become you. Also, um, in the South, we don't have a lot of positive influences around here that aren't like super negative Nancys. Mm-hmm. At least I found that. We like to complain a lot about the South. <laughs> we're kind of negative. We're very friendly, but we're also very negative yeah. and just whine all the time. So <laughs> that's like a big thing. And I, that is my habit. I, my habit is to whine and complain because that's what I grew yeah. up around. We just whine about the stupidest things. And so what I do is I listen to, and this is a little bit extreme, but 20 hour, twenty plus hours of audio every single week. So over 80 hours a month of positive, uplifting, inspiring people, whether that be CEOs, whether that be like wellness experts, whatever it is, I listen to positive, encouraging people. Like even Gary Vee, I know he is kind of offensive sometimes, <laughs> but he is so positive. Yeah. He's all about being grateful and thankful for even talking to people. He's very humble. Even though he's cocky, he's <laughs> humble at the same time. I love his mindset about things. So even people like him, it helps humble me. It helps, you know, just keep me positive and and even treating my mm-hmm. team better, you know, not getting frustrated with them, realizing they're human too, they're going through things whenever I'm snappy or stressful. You yeah. know. Anyways, that's what's really helped me. I it hope does. that answers the I question. I love that. <laughs> and I, I do the same thing. And I actually did an interesting activity last week in LA where, Ooh, okay, so we 
wrote a letter to ourselves, like why we love each other, why we love each other, why we love ourselves so much. And then from that created mantras and then looked in the mirror and first just looked into one eye for 30 seconds, then looked into the other eye for 30 seconds and then try to look into both. And the big takeaway for me was like, I don't look at, like truly look at myself regularly like yeah I look at my outfit I look at my hair you know but like do I, do I look into my right. eyes no and I even had this crazy aha moment where it was like I know I have brown eyes but when I actually looked at it like I saw like what shade of brown you know it's like I know I have brown eyes because everyone's always told me I have brown eyes and I never even thought to like look at myself in like a deeper way and I think that that also like really stemmed that like like put the human back in me because when we're like in our heads all the time, we just kind of go through the motions and like kind of forget like we're the woman, the women who like deserve what they desire because we're worthy because we're amazing people. We're kind souls and all of that. But sometimes you just have to look at yourself and remember because it's easy to look at your best friend and be like, girl, you deserve everything. You're amazing. You're the best friend ever. Right. But then it's harder to see that within ourselves, I think. (sighs) Totally. I think you hit the nail on the head, Monica. (laughs) So, okay. Before we wrap things up, I want to talk about Profit Planner Lounge and how that came to be, what it is, what's all inside, and how this is just a game changer. So I talked a little bit about profit planning and, you know, how that all breaks down in your day-to-day. So the Profit Planner Lounge, it's not just a course. That's the great thing about it is it's actually a membership site where it's a community. It's it's tons of fun. So what we do is, let's say you become a plan, a profit planner with us and you join our awesome lounge. Well, the first thing you would do is you would take just like a three minute business stage quiz and it would determine your custom business stage. So there's four different stages and you'll figure out what stage you're in. And then you get a custom blueprint for your stage on how, what specifically you need to focus on to scale your business. Okay. So after that, you go through the 90 day profit system which that will help you in, I think it's like less than an hour. It's crazy. I have really condensed all the material. So it's not just tons of fluff, you know, it's exactly what you need to do to create this profit plan. And so what that does is it outlines your vision, your evaluation of your entire business, and then it it ties into your revenue goal. So from your revenue goal, you'll break down exactly what you're going to do every single day. And if you just follow the steps, you will have an entire profit plan on a color-coded calendar that breaks down to what you need to do every single day. It's great. So all you got to do is when you wake up, you just got to get your cute booty, sit in your office chair, and then just do what Asana (laughs) says. It is magical. It really is. So you never have to ask yourself, what do I do next again? And you're going to save so much time. So we actually create a new profit plan together every quarter inside the membership. We call it profit parties. It's tons of fun. And then we also do uh, monthly check-ins. It's great. So we have a lot of awesome exclusive events in there. And then we have, you know, awesome monthly courses and guest experts that come in every month as well. So some of them are like influential podcasts from scratch, sells on autopilot, uh, Pinterest management system. We call it Pinterest for the entrepreneur, uh, profitable promoted pins. We'll really be talking about how to scale your business. So that's what the Profit Planner Lounge is. I mean, it's everything that you need all in one place is what it sounds like to me, which 
is amazing because yes again like when it comes to distractions it can be really distracting to go here and then here and then here and then think you need this so when you can kind of have everything in the same place I think that's huge yes it is and I want I want you to know that anyone that's the listener of this podcast can get their first month for a quarter if they want so like literally just 25 cents and you can get that at profitplanner.co slash quarter so if you go to that link, then you can get your first month for 25 cents and sign up and come hang out with me. Yeah. It'll be and fun. And so basically, y'all, that means you have no excuse. <laughs> you have no excuse to get basically. productive if you're like listening to this and you're like, okay, I really should do this. This is this is the push that I needed. Now, now <laughs> there's your extra push. Now it's a no-brainer. <laughs> right. So exactly. I have two questions that I ask all my guests. And the first one is, what is your favorite lifestyle hack? Yes. Okay, so my favorite lifestyle hack is – hold on, I have this written down. Okay, so my favorite lifestyle hack is I love – I love lemon water. That's my yeah. favorite thing. I'm obsessed with waking up and drinking lemon water first thing every single morning. I have no idea why. I've actually read the benefits of lemon water, but it's just – it's incredible. It, like, keeps you energized. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's amazing. I do. do. You drink lemon water? I do. I do it hot. Do you do hot or cold? I've, I do it super cold. Like, I put it in the refrigerator, but whenever I wake up, it's straight out of the fridge. I might try that. But, yeah, so I do it like a tea, like a little tea. Oh, I've never done – okay, I'm going to have to try that. I'm also like a hot drink drinker in the morning. Like I love just like holding onto my coffee cup without even drinking it. I just like holding onto something warm. <laughs> um, so then what's your morning routine? So that's obviously part of your morning routine, but let's dive a little deeper. Yes. Okay, so my morning routine, it splits up into Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Tuesdays, Thursdays. So Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, I actually go to the office. And so what that looks like is I wake up at about 5.30, 5.45. I get in an hour, hour and a half of work before I even start getting ready. And this, I know people say, don't work first thing in the morning. This is actually what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know why it is like that, but everyone's different. So I actually have to be an hour, an hour and a half work. I'm more productive, especially in the mornings, especially like when I roll out of bed. It's very odd. It's rare. (laughs) But then after I get about an hour, an hour and a half in, I put on makeup, I get on my clothes, and then I have an hour and a half drive to the office. So that's where I listen to podcasts. Um, I do a lot of audiobooks in the morning, and then I put in about – I leave about the office about five o'clock and then I head back and do business calls. So that's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Tuesday, Thursdays look different. So I wake up, I sleep into like six or six thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> and and then I go straight to my office and I do about two hours of work, go to the gym, shower, get ready, and then I typically just follow what my Google calendar tells me to do. I love that. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Haley, so much for sharing all of your knowledge on getting your business profitable. I think this is so, so valuable. And honestly, like this is one of those episodes that is worth like listening to twice to like, because there's just so much juicy goodness in here. So like, if you listen to this on the drive, then like go home tonight and like really like work through the exercises, like even hit pause if you need to and like run it out. I think that that's 
that would be a really fun challenge for everyone. Double party. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right, Kaylee. So uh, you mentioned where they can find the Profit Planner Lounge, but where else can they find you? Okay, so love Instagram. Go hang out with me over there. We have tons of fun. Um, It's just at Profit Planner on Instagram. And then go to my website, profitplanner.co. I have the little intercom link over there. So if you have any questions, just come chat with me. Open up the intercom chat on my website and we can just, you know, DM back and forth. It'll be fun. Amazing. Thank you so much, Haley. I appreciate you coming on the podcast so much. And it was just, it was so much much fun to catch up. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free tips and trainings, head over to monicawoodhams.com slash podcast. You'll be able to learn more about this week's guest and how to connect with her as well. Talk soon, y'all.